What's up, Bluntheads? This is Greg. In this episode, we sit down with Joan Myers Brown. Miss Brown is a Philadelphia icon who has done more for the world of dance in Philly than anyone else. She was born in southwest Philly during the 1930s. She's a self-proclaimed Woodland Avenue girl, and she always wanted to be a ballet dancer, but none of the ballet schools at the time took black students. She ended up working as a touring nightclub dancer, performing with the likes of Pearl Bailey, Duke Ellington, Nat King Cole, and Sammy Davis Jr., in 1960, Miss Brown decided to open her own dance school to provide black students the opportunity still not available to them at traditional ballet schools. Ten years later, in 1970, Miss Brown noticed her students weren't getting positions in dance companies or productions, so she started her own company, now known as Philodanko. Sixty years later, Miss Brown is still teaching children the fundamentals of dance, and her company, Philodanko, is revered around the world, having toured dozens of countries performing in front of sold-out crowds. She's won countless awards, including three honorary doctorates, a Master of African-American Choreography Medal from the Kennedy Center, a 2019 Bessie Award for Lifetime Achievement in Dance, and the 2012 National Medal of Arts presented to her by President Barack Obama. Some folks say she's almost 90. Miss Brown says she's 47, and that just gives you a little taste of what you're about to hear. Please remember to subscribe, review, all that good stuff, and tell everybody you know that you love the Philly Blunt and what we're doing. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Goodtimes. I'm Reef. This is Greg. And we are extremely excited about our guest this week on the show, a living legend, mm. a woman who has uh, done more for dance uh, in the city of Philadelphia than p- quite probably anybody else ever. Yes. Easily. And Easily. and it's a, it's an honor and a privilege. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joan Myers-Brown. Hello. Hey, Hello. thank you. Thank you. It's um, quite a great welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. Uh, we wanted to talk... Um, we wanted to talk a bit. We want to talk, cover a lot of bases because you know you've been doing this for uh, for a while now. And I wanted to start with uh, the 1950s when you were dancing. Uh, you were performing with uh, names like Sammy Davis, Nat King Cole, Duke Ellington, uh, folks like that. And I wanted to see if you could take us back to that time a little bit. Well, you know, uh, I let me start with saying I wanted to be a ballet dancer, and mm. at that time. There weren't opportunities for the black girls in ballet. So I ended up doing nightclub work. And I was the girl they always let put on point shoes. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of always featured. I always had a good job. So I was lucky to always work with the top stars. The person I worked with the most and the longest was Pearl Bailey. So she's from Philly. Mm-hmm. So that's Philly girls. We, so we did a lot of Vegas, New York, Phoenix. You know, For me, I always Were you excited by the travel? Well, yeah, of course, you know. <laughs> but uh, when sometimes when you find that you're the only still only black person on the show, like with Pearl, I was the only black girl mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. and it, it, it was always like mm-hmm. you had to fit in. When right. we were in Vegas, the segregation was rampant at that time. Mm-hmm. The other girls would have to stay after work. I had to go to the black side right, of town. Right, so you weren't allowed to stay at the hotels. Yeah, and, and we would always go in the back door. Right, even Pearl Bailey and Sammy Davis had to go back to the black side of right. town. So at that time wasn't you know really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know it was a job. I was right. dancing. I was happy. Met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
And with Sammy Davis, I worked with him at the Club Harlem in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I had a good time. I was young. Yeah. I was cute. I was fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a lot. I learned a lot. And a right. lot of what I learned, I still use with my school and mm-hmm. with the company. What, what got you into dance? High school. My gym teacher at high school told me, you know, you should be a dancer. Well, she was a ballet dancer with the uh, Philadelphia Civic Ballet, with Philadelphia yeah, I think it was Civic Ballet, Littlefield mm-hmm. Ballet Company. Mm-hmm. But that time you didn't get a degree in dance. You became a gym teacher. You got a PE degree. Right. And But she used to teach dance after school, dance club. And she invited me. Again, I was the only black girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, she encouraged me. And I had the attitude, if you can do that, I can do that right. too. Mm-hmm. But it was very difficult because none of the schools in the city were taking black girls into their school mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of the reasons why I started my school when I stopped dancing is to try to give some other black girl the opportunity I thought I didn't get mm-hmm. did you know at an early age that it was something that you wanted to do as a career and then you kind of got the rude awakening that there weren't necessarily those avenues oh. guess what no <laughs> well, uh, of course, I went, to, I went to the neighborhood dancing school in our community, but I lost my shoes after the second week, and my mom said, I don't have another dollar fifty. You can't go anymore. Right. But I really wanted to be an artist. I like uh, watercoloring, okay. and I thought I'd be an artist. Mm-hmm. But Do you still watercolor? I said when I got to be 90, I was going to start being Grandma, <laughs> grandma Brown with my artwork. <laughs> And you know, old ladies make a lot of money selling uh-huh. artwork. So that's my next career. But uh, I haven't painted in a long time. But uh, once I got the bug for dance, that yeah, was it. That was it. So you seem very detail oriented. How'd you lose your shoes? Uh, I, I was seven, eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> Just put them down. Yeah. Where at, uh, in Philly did you grow up? It was Southwest Philly. Southwest. I'm a Woodland Avenue girl. Oh, okay, all right. Grace Ferry. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you start the dance school, and this is 1960, is that right? Exactly. The school will be 60 years old this year. Wow. That's, that's and incredible. My, and my company will be 50 years mm-hmm. old, and I keep telling everyone I'll be 47. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Somebody can't count, right? That's right. <laughs> so how was the, the early days of the school? Was it in a, uh, like a smaller building? Did you do it out of your house? Like How did you get it get it rolling? Actually, I started 52nd and Walnut okay. at a little loft above a, a children's dress shop right okay. there mm-hmm. and I got kicked out we made too much noise <laughs> I moved around the corner to 52nd and Chestnut over mm-hmm. a music store I got kicked out and I ended up at 63rd and Market Street okay. right on the corner mm-hmm. above a restaurant I was there uh, uh, 16 years okay and then I, when once I started the company I needed mm-hmm. more space right. that's when I found this building awesome so the company started in 1970, and that was because you had the students, and then they didn't really have anywhere to go because there was still racism exactly. in, in the dance world. Exactly. Have you seen, you know, now that's been there 50 years, have you seen a fair amount of change in those 50 years or no? Well, in the modern dance field, integration has always been more a part of what happens. There is a feeling that. As long as you can dance, you can dance. Mm -hmm. But in the ballet world, we're still trying to get black girls into ballet companies. You know, usually they'll hire a man, Mm -hmm. you know, so he has to be strong, pick the girls up, throw around. So they'll take a man, but we still don't have a Pennsylvania ballet 50 years later has no black girls in the ballet company right here in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And I call them out on it all the time. Yeah, as you should. You know, they'll always have a man. You'll see a picture of a guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Never a girl. Never a woman. So we really need to. Hmm. 
I think it's because it's a European art form. They think mm-hmm. it has to maintain that European appeal and look. But we want it to look like America. Right. right. We want everybody to have a chance. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So is that an ongoing source of frustration for you that or that the ballet is, has been so slow to adapt? It's not frustration. It means I just got to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about dance that you love so much? I don't know. I think the challenge of the uh, physicality, the, 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 fu- the fact that there's so much to learn as far as discipline, perseverance, all the things you learn being focused. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of my kids, like Blonda Reynolds-Brown, mm-hmm. you know, she attributes dance to her career mm-hmm. as a councilwoman. Lee Daniels, mm-hmm. he was bad as all get out when he was here. <laughs> you know, he's famous. Uh, Leslie oh, wow. Odom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these guys that use dance mm-hmm. and what they learn in the arts, not just dance, what mm-hmm. you learn in the arts. Right. And being passionate about what you do and being focused and having a, an appeal for not only satisfying yourself but making other people feel good with what you do absolutely absolutely how many kids have passed through here people have passed through here oh well I, when i started i started with 30 kids and mm. i think i've had maybe up to 800 okay now i think about seven or eight girls i taught have schools wow so uh, even you know outside of the city mm. a lot of the kids in my company are teaching at colleges mm. because they got their degree right. in dance right. Uh, so uh, thousands, 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 thousands. That's yeah. so. Cool. But you know, it's so funny with my dance school. When I started, I didn't want to be called Miss Joan. Mm-hmm. I so I made all the kids call me Aunt Joan, Aunt Joan. so we could be relatives. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I know now, if somebody calls me Aunt Joan, I know they went to dancing school. Mm-hmm. If they say Yo JB, they were in the company. <laughs> <laughs> Was it an easy transition to you to go from dancer to teacher? No, 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 because I love what I was doing. And children are like sponges. If you give it to them and give it to them with love, Mm -hmm. they absorb it and they give it back. Mm -hmm. And I like teaching younger children. Teenagers, Mm -hmm. I could do without sometimes, (laughs) but they are the fruit of your work. Mm -hmm. What does a typical day look like for you? Oh, what are your responsibilities throughout the course of the day? You've, you, uh, I'm guessing you have to wear a lot of different hats around here. I do. Well, first of all, I have two dance schools. I got four companies. I got six grandkids. So there's lots of things I do. I get here about quarter of nine in the morning, and I leave 11, 30, 12, 1 every <laughs> night. We rehearse Saturday and Sunday because in the morning I do Philodenko. Four o'clock, the dance school opens, and I do dance school. Seven o'clock, the company comes in. We shift back to that. Then if I'm bringing in a choreographer, the amount of new work, we had extra rehearsal time. So there's always a lot to do. So the company comes in twice a day? They come in five days a week. No, the company means office work. Oh, oh, oh okay. Fundraising. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> all the administrative stuff that I hate. Yeah. So that's the part that you don't like. And then the actual dancing is the, or teaching the dance is the thing that keeps you coming back every day. Uh, not so much teaching it as the results of seeing kids grow in the art form. That's what keeps me coming. Some four year old will say to me, I can't wait to be in Philadelphia. And I said, well, I guess I got to keep Philadelphia going. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, right. That's you know? right. Do you see a lot of, I coach like four to seven year olds in basketball, and there are more. There's more dancing among the the males now. Like when they're bored in between drills or whatever, they're all dancing, and it's a lot of video game influence. Do you see more boys interested in dancing than 
like say 20 years ago well no i think boys were always interested in dance but daddy said you can't be a dancer or no you had to be a football player but i've had a lot of boys who once they got older switched to dance uh i think hip-hop dancing has helped a lot mm-hmm. because it's not ballet mm-hmm. you know it's it's more masculine I've had a lot of hip-hop dancers who switched over to modern dance who come mm-hmm. to my company and say they used to be a hip-hop dancer. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think that the fact is that they w- more want to. I think more feel free to. Okay. Mm-hmm. More free. More free. I know a lot of athletes, they incorporate dance and ballet to help with their bodies. Like I know a lot of football players that say that it's something that helps them with their balance and things like hey, that. And jumping. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we gave a class to the team, the, the basketball team over at Drexel. The guys uh-huh. all quit. They said, it's too hard. <laughs> it's too, it's too hard. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to do that. But a lot of uh, guys that are playing football mm-hmm. had dance when they were younger. Right. And they attribute to yep. the fact yeah. that, that it helped with their sure. balance, say, yeah, and sure. all that. Right. You've been teaching now for 60 years. As I taught before that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, with this, with this school for 60 oh, years. My own what, school. Right, right, right. Correct. What, uh, what, um, what do you see now that's totally different than it was then when you teach, and what is still the same 60 years later? Well, the training is the same. But I find we have a generation of show-off parents. They want their kids to show off. They All they care is be, my child has to be seen. And the, the kids even, well, do we have to learn all the other stuff? Can't we just learn a dance? So they, mm-hmm. they've lost the value of the training because mm-hmm. they all just want to show off. They, want to, they will call me and say, do you do competitions? Do you do a recital? Do, I mean, that's not what we do. That's not the importance of what we do. Mm-hmm. The training is the important part, mm-hmm. what it does for the body and the mind. Right, right. You know, they have to do that same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And each time you do it, think about trying to make it better right. rather than just being satisfied with jumping around mm-hmm. and, you know, twerking and booty popping it's <laughs> not my thing it's not my thing even right. though the kids can you, yeah, right. I said well you can look at television do that you don't have to go to dancing right, school right, right. <laughs> just, just copy it right, right. but if you really want to be trained and have a career mm. and again like I said a lot of the kids now get their degrees in dance mm-hmm. a lot of my dancers are teaching in college right. when they leave me do you believe in the idea if you're going to go into the arts dance music whatever your discipline that you should have something to fall back on of course Mm. if you're going to be a cook you got to have something to Mm. fall back on Mm. Mm. you know you should always have plan b yeah but i think having good training Mm -hmm. will enable you to do much more did you have a plan b if dance didn't work out for you I never thought about it. I was always always working. Well, I think, well, I shifted from dancing to teaching. Teaching, Yeah, and then from teaching to running a company. I didn't know a thing about running a dance company. I had on-the-job training. Yeah. But fortunately for me, the National Endowment for the Arts came into being, Mm -hmm. and there was opportunities for training how to run a company, and there was money for supporting uh, people who were developing companies. That was helpful? Yeah, it was very helpful, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then I got to be what they call a consultant. They send me around to look at other people's stuff. Right, right. So when I was consulting all over the place. <laughs> Good check. Yeah. In fact, I do that. In fact, I just, when you stopped me, I was typing, yes, I'll be glad to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it does have a check. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> On our way in here, that we walk through the room where there's trophies and certificates and awards and everything else. What's the one that you're most proud of? Yes. <laughs> the uh, Obama, 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 yeah. 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 
But, you know, I, uh, my daughter was in the hospital, and, that, and the guy was telling me, you know, I have my degree. I'm a doctor. And all. I said, I got three doctors. I don't know a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't, did you, I said, did you graduate at the top of the class, or did you just graduate? Right, right. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> so I want my daughter to have the best, best doctor. Yeah, I want right. the one that uh, uh, graduated at the top, top of the of class. class. Yeah. You know, so I shut him up real quick. <laughs> so all those awards right. without you know, it's nice to be honored. It's mm-hmm. nice to be respected. It's nice to get awards, but you gotta have something to back it up. Mm-hmm. You gotta have something. So, 2012, you win the National Medal of Arts from President Obama. Do you remember how you were notified that you were? Receiving? I certainly do. I talk about it all the time. My company. We were on our way to Chile. Mm-hmm. We were doing a residency in Chile, and I got the call. Uh, what are you doing? And I, I said, Well, I'm on my way to Chile. He says, Well, no, we need you to come to the White House. Well, I've been to the White House for a reception or something before. And I'm like, well, no, I'm on my way. She says, no, I think you really want to be here. I'm like, what am I What am I have to come for? She says, well, uh, you're being given an award, and it's the so-and-so, the National mm-hmm. Medal, and it's being presented by President Obama. And I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> I think I'll do that, because in my <laughs> lifetime, at my age, I'll never see another never black seen him. president. Right, right, right. And and he's a, he was a great president, mm-hmm. so I made mm-hmm. it my business to go. In fact, I missed the reception because I had to leave. After I got the award, I was dashing to catch my plane to Chile. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But one thing he see said. See you later, Obama. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people say, how was he? How was his wife? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was but he did say to me when he gave me, he said, I read your book. I said, I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> He said, but I read it. I said, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so he was very warm and welcoming. It was 10 people at that time that got an award. That's so beautiful. George funny. Lucas got it and, yeah. and a couple other people. That's, that's good company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where's your favorite? You talk, you traveled to Chile. I mean, you've been all over the world with the, with Philodenko. What's your favorite place that you've uh, visited? Well, we've been to 20 companies. We counted the other day, 20 different countries. I really like Turkey, mm. and I think it's because I didn't know it was. It's a Muslim country, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to expect. Right, and the welcoming, the, mm. the way people are, the honesty, the and the shopping. I love Turkey. Istanbul is my favorite place. Yeah, I mean, we our plane got held up in Istanbul. Everybody was in the street in Istanbul in the middle of the night. Hanging out, we ain't going to the to getting a massage, a Turkish bath, yeah, yeah. and getting something to eat. You yeah. know, Turkish. Yeah, I loved it. Now Ankara was more like Washington, stayed in the in the capital. Right, right, right. But Istanbul, I would go again. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So tell us about the uh, International Conference and Festival of Annual Blacks in Dance, January fourteenth to nineteenth at the Merriam Theater. Correct. Yeah. Well. It's, <laughs> You know, it was very successful for us. We had over a thousand dancers, teachers, okay. scholars, people who love dance came together with us right here in Philly. And it was our 32nd time. But wow. I started the association in 1988. I say I have founders. <laughs> I'm always starting. Yeah, 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 I'm a founder. Yeah. So I found this organization in 1988. So it was uh, really the fifth time we've done it in Philly, it's been all over. We've been to 13 different cities with the conference. Okay. Uh, the last time we were in Philly was 2010, and we had 540 people. This time we got okay. over 1,000. That's awesome. So dance is picking up. A lot of schools teach have dance programs, so mm-hmm. yeah. we got a lot of kids coming. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, yeah. 
you strike me as somebody that's always working on a bunch of projects and maybe you even have kind of the you know you do something huge like this and you don't make a big deal about it do you ever do you ever kind of sit back and go man i've really gotten a lot done through the years or are you always just all right time for the next project exactly on time what can we do with the the, the uh, ibd this time we talked about tap i'm like Give us back our tap. You forgot that tap started here in Philly. All the black tap dancers, mm-hmm. Bill Bailey, mm-hmm. Honey Coles, mm-hmm. the Nicholas brother. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about what the tap dancers right. did in Philly. Let's right. talk about it. So we're doing the tap jam, and, and it was really quite successful. Awesome. Yeah. So So well, is that is that part history lesson, or is that just all a, a oh, performance? You got it. Okay. Some history, some right. history. Because... Okay. They don't know our history, and we we need to make sure that we have an opportunity. If we haven't, you know, we, and it's hard to always be talking about race, but it's, being black in America is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's no. not easy, and no, it's, it's still not, not easy. Not. You know, so y- you don't always want to be waving that flag, mm-hmm. but it's a part of the conversation. It, all it's the always, conversation. always, yeah. you know. And now it's not only just about being black. The, the problems that the Jewish communities have in, mm-hmm. in the Mexican community. Mm-hmm. It's all crazy mm-hmm. when all people want to do is live and have a good life, right. you know? What do you think is the answer? How does it, does it change or does it just stay the same? Well, we had to stop talking about it and do something about it, right. you know? I think, I, I pulled up a paper the other day from 1982 mm-hmm. with the exact same conversation, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, not again. <laughs> you know? But, the major companies will use that as an opportunity to raise money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're doing a diversity over here at right, our program. Right. Give us $20,000 and right. we're going to, you know, and then when the 20000 is gone, they're on to the next exactly. next thing. Yeah. But it's, it's about the new generation taking mm-hmm. leadership mm-hmm. and being aware that life is life and it doesn't matter who you are and what you look like or right. your age, your right. color, whatever, all the other stuff. Just let people be people. Yeah, I love it. Do you still have hope for that sort of movement? I mean, I know that there's some frustration that, you know, I've read in some stuff that you said there's some frustration about the way things haven't changed in the last 50 years since you've mm-hmm. been doing this. Do you have hope for the next 50 years that things will change or are you pretty frustrated in I don't general? Know. I don't think I do. I have hope. I hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just hope okay. that for my grandchildren, right, that things will be easy. My granddaughter's a diver. She's the only black girl in the United States of America diving in her age group. Wow. She's in the top ten, and we watch them. They underscore her when she dives. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't score her f- fairly. Mm-hmm. And we're like, how do you give her a six? Right. And the girl before her just flapped, and you right. gave her a ten. Right. You know, and so. It's hard for her. We have to make her understand that just do what you do right. and enjoy it and do your best. Right. So, you know, it's it's America and, and it's and it's mm. it's over, all over for different reasons. Right. You know, we go to Europe we go to Europe in March for a month mm. and we go from city to city and people are just loving what we do mm-hmm. and not looking at who we are. Mm-hmm. And that's been a recurring theme for the past hundred years, right? I mean, black performers have gone to Europe for the past hundred years and always written about, we feel more at home over here than we feel in, you know, in the United States. Well, I, yeah, yeah, it is. I've not known a lot. In fact, I've had girls leave my company and stay in Europe and get yeah. married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, what do you mean you're not coming back home? <laughs> <laughs> but the opportunity, it, it's just, 
I don't know. Well, let's like I said, I have hope. Let's hope. That's hope. Mm-hmm. You talked about the um, the Pennsylvania Ballet not having any, any female people of color dancers. Are they? Do they acknowledge that that's an issue? And do they ever work with you to try and? Well, that's why I started this program uh, because one of the teachers said to me, "Well, I don't know where to find them." I said, "Okay, I'll find them for you." <laughs> so at the next Black Dance Conference, we'll bring them all together. We brought a girl, two girls from Haiti that were doing point work, mm-hmm. ballet dancing in the point shoes in the sand because mm. they, they wanted to do it. So we they weren't that good, but the fact that they wanted just an opportunity. We had uh, black girls come from Paris because they just wanted to be seen. You know, so I don't know what, but we've also had artistic directors say, oh, well, the line has to stay all white. The, I said, it's only a costume. Right, mm. right. You know? Mm-hmm. Put a white costume on. What difference does it make? But they can go to Europe. One of the girls is in the Netherlands Ballet mm-hmm. Company. Uh, mm-hmm. She's doing fine. That's awesome. And she was here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And the Pennsylvania Ballet couldn't hire her. Yeah. Michaela DePrince. They, Michaela you know, she made a movie and okay. a book and everything. Mm-hmm. And so she's in Europe starring. And right here where she was trained, she couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. And I know That's that true. you've talked about uh, Broadway and you've said that there's a lot you know typically there's only one or two black performers in any given Broadway uh, play that the dancers are in do you think that Hamilton might change the math on that at all or do you think that's just sort of a one time shot starring one of your former students yeah well Leslie <laughs> but also a lot of you know was it Fela mm-hmm. Fela was all black show that's right. a, a whole lot of black kids at work right but if you go to one of my girls is in Wicked now, she's mm. still the only black girl. Right. Or mm. they'll have a couple. Right. You know. But I, how do I explain? I can't. I right. can't explain. Right. I understand. I understand that it needs to change. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that dancers, I tell them, be prepared. If you are qualified, then they can't deny you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they can't deny you if you're qualified, but you have to be qualified. Because if we go to an audition, there's 50 white girls. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're the one black girl. you got to be as good or better than the others to get that opportunity. Right. So. I agree. You probably got to be be twice as good. Yeah. Yeah. Or better than the best. Better than the best. best. So you said you guys are going to be at the Kennedy? Lincoln? Lincoln Center. Center. Yeah, we're at Lincoln Center from the 22nd to the 25th. We're working with the educational program. Okay. So we'll do shows uh, for the schools all day, and then we'll do a public show on the 25th. Okay. It's sold out. You can't get tickets. Right, right, right. Whenever we go to New York, we get sold out. Do you always travel with the... the, the No. No, okay. I'm not going to New York, Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, Anything I've been. The, the Amish? I, yeah, yeah, no, you know, I've been up there. I've, I've done my speech in Bethlehem, you know. Right. But uh, I'll go to Pittsburgh. We're going right. to Pittsburgh again. Okay. But okay. you still enjoy the travel, or no? No, no. no. You're over it. Yeah, Twelve hours on the bus and get off and watch the kids dance. And come on, let's get the costume <laughs> together. Go to the next stop. You right, know. Right. 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 Uh, it's exciting. To take someone who's never been on a plane or right. never left their block. Right, right, yeah. I said, the company's going to Europe, like, wow. And you know, the first time they're going to fly, first time they go to another right. city, another right. country, and see them excited. Yeah. To, to make that available for them and mm-hmm. have people appreciate their dancing. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. So, is it frustrating to sell you selling out in New York City? Mm-hmm. But here in Philly, like, 
if I didn't know, we have a mutual friend, Spencer, who mm. uh, is a Phil Danko supporter. If he didn't turn me on to Phil Danko like 20 years ago, I have a circle of friends who have never seen a Phil Danko show or don't even, don't even know what the company is. Which And then you go to New York and you sell out. So what is it about? It's got to be frustrating to be here in Philly and have like not the awareness and recognition that some other cities give you. Well, you know, New York is on top of the world with lots mm. of things. Right. And there's a lot of dance in New York. I mean, right. if, in Philly, it would maybe be two or three dance concerts in a month. Right. In New York, it's like five, six, eight, nine, ten dance concerts a night. A night, right. And there's a, a following, there's a understand, even the, the funding in New York, mm. they compete to fund the, the dance world and the dance companies. Here in Philly, I like I got to give blood, sweat, tears, and my lashes. Uh, I ain't gonna say what else. Yeah. <laughs> to to get the kind of funding and support you need, you know. And, and so they won't fund me now because Philadelphia owes me money. Of course, Philadelphia owes me money. But the the president of the United States is in debt. With, yeah. You know, yeah. we got to be. So what's the thing about having a debt doesn't mean you're not doing good work. No, no, no. If no, you no. would support me, I wouldn't have yeah. a debt. Yeah. How about that? How so about that? It's, it's crazy. Yeah. This life we live is crazy. It Don't is. you know? It is. It, Don't it is. You it know? is. I mean, but there's so much good about life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my joy is watching kids mm-hmm. do what they love. Yeah. You've, you've literally, you know, from, from just a, a, a small uh, helping size, you've changed so many lives for the better. How do you feel about that? How does that wear on your soul? Oh, it makes me feel good because I was talking about one of the boys the other day. His mother was on his drugs. His sister was on the drugs. Two of his brothers in jail. And he saw the dance company when it was uh, uni- the University City High School mm-hmm. used to. Mm-hmm. UCD, and he, yeah. yeah, he mm-hmm. came and said, I think I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. He ended up in the Ailey Company. You know, mm-hmm. he ended up dancing. Mm-hmm. If he had not danced, right. He'd have probably went the same road as right. the rest of the family, right. you know. So because that's the lifestyle and the, what he was mm-hmm. involved with and surrounded right. with. So when I look at him as now as a grown man, a husband, mm-hmm. I said, you know, he he made it because of dance. Yes, you know. Yes, but you don't take that credit. You just no, say because he did the work. Right. All I did was, <laughs> all I did was make an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So I think I yeah. make opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr., I saw him at the 50th anniversary party, and right. he spoke so highly of uh, the discipline that Philodanko and you had instilled in him and gave that the credit to, to get to where he is on Broadway now. And he's one of the few that don't mind giving back. A lot mm-hmm. of people you give or opportunity to forget. Oh, but yeah. It's, but it's mm-hmm. okay because I don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> I know God what I did. I, I know. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think one, one of the dancers tried to do an alumni club and everybody mm-hmm. sent me $10 a month. Right. Then I wouldn't have to beg. Yeah. You know, and maybe five people sent $10, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no. So I'm like. <laughs> if you're listening out there, you better send your money in. Pay your, pay your dues. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so how hard would it be to send $10 mm-hmm. a month for, no. for the free stuff for the Free stuff, yeah. and I feed them on Sunday. Yeah. Don't forget. <laughs> Has anyone ever approached you about doing like a reality TV show, like those Dance Mom shows that I see on? Like I don't know what channel they're on. Have you seen them? No, but we talk about it all the time because a lot of crazy stuff goes on. Yeah, yeah. a lot of crazy stuff goes yeah. on. All right, 
right, we want to take it there? Let's go. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do this little thing. It's called the Philly Blunt. We're going to uh, rapid fire questions, and you just give us the first answer that comes to mind. I'm good at that. Right. <laughs> uh, what song makes you mo- most makes you want to dance? I took a trip on a train, and I thought about you. Ooh, who's that by? I don't know. It's old. <laughs> What is the key to happiness? Love. Love. Do you relax with a with a cocktail, and if so, what do you drink? Mm-hmm. I drink. I, uh, I'm a red and orange juice, straight up with a twist of lime. Mm. Uh, what's your workout song? I don't work out. I run. Up, I go up and down the steps fifty times. <laughs> Where is your favorite restaurant in Philadelphia? Well, it used to be Miss Tootsie's, but now I like the grill at uh, Del, Fr- Sis- Del, Del Frisco's. Yeah, I on love Broad it. Yeah, 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 it's really. A, I like their food. I yeah. like the atmosphere. Yeah, and and the people there are nice. Yeah, I'm going to stick with food. Um, do you have a comfort food? A go-to comfort food? Well, I'm a good cook, so I I make a great macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just taught my granddaughter how to do that. <laughs> well, what, what cheeses do you use? What you what? Are you, do you use Velveeta? What kind of cheeses I I do use, you use? I use six different cheeses. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is one lesson you're still learning? How to keep my mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to a young parent like myself? Always do the best you can in front of your children so, because they'll emulate you. That's true. I'm seeing that now already. Yeah. Especially with the yeah, young. language. I like how you threw in that. Young, here. Yeah, young, yeah, young parent. Young, like yeah, we're like vibing now. <laughs> so what would you tell... Well, he's young to me. <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell an 18-year-old Joan? Practice safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure we can ask anything after that. I mean, you asked. Uh, you can book any band or artist for your birthday party this year. Who would it be? Any band, living or dead? Oh, Louis Belson. I loved Louis. When I worked with Pearl Bailey and he, he had his band, it was he was amazing. Best uh, famous quote unquote person you work with. I mean, by best, I mean they were kind. They were they were humble. They treated you like a person. Mm, that was hard. <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up in the era where where everybody was struggling. Everybody was trying to make it. I guess Sammy Davis was kind to me. He okay. was kind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got lost in that question. Skip me. I got lost, I got lost in her <laughs> oh, answer. Oh, so you're supposed to be prepared now. Yeah. I'm always oh, being all right, prepared. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. Uh, does anything at this point in your life scare you? Uh, actually, dying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think about it a lot? Yeah, because I'm at that age where my next step is. Ooh, you're 47. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, you die young anymore. <laughs> but uh, I'm worried about my grandkids. I'm worried about the world. I'm worried yeah. about so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the? Uh, what would you say in uh, one sentence? The secret to your success? Perseverance. Mm. Um. Is your house the gathering house for the family, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, or is it somewhere else? How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I did tell them that was my last time cooking. I'm not cooking all that food again. I'm <laughs> so I, I'm starting to teach people how to cook. My father was a chef. So okay, all right. I, I, you know how to throw down. Yeah, I, my mother said I'm a 
I must have been a hobo because I'm the leftover queen. Yeah. <laughs> you hook it up. Yeah. Has a, does anyone stand out in your own career as the, the greatest dancer you've ever seen? Like, uh, of course, Catherine Dunham. Catherine Dunham. Catherine Dunham, okay. yes. All yeah, right. Good. Yeah, I think I we're think good we're to good. go. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you so much. so much. Really an honor. Yeah. It really is. Show my yeah, you know, it's thank been you. fun. It's yeah. been fun. Usually the questions are like really like, oh. No, we don't do that. No, we don't Not that again. It's the marijuana helps us before we come in here. <laughs> and it's um, for people that want to reach out, it's at Philodenko on social media. I know that much, but what, is it philodenko.com? Dot org. Philodenko. No, make it this JMB at philodenko.org uh, so right. I can get the check. The great Joe Myers Brown. Thank yeah, you so thank you so much. Thank you, we thank appreciate you. it. Thank you, thank you. Just the sound of Philadelphia. Yo, yo, welcome to the home of brotherly love. Brothers covered in blood. The man's office is covered in bugs. The youth dreams cut short. Sweat.